I can hardly bear the sight of lipstick on the cigarettes there in the ashtray. Lying cold the way you left them, but at least your lips caressed them while you packed. And a lip print on a half-filled cup of coffee that you poured and didn't But at least you thought you wanted it And that's so much more than I can say for me It's been a good year for the roses Many blooms still linger there The lawn could stand another mowing Funny I don't even care It's been a good year for the roses After three full years of marriage It's the first time that you haven't made the bed I guess the reason we're not talking There's so little left to say we haven't said And while a million thoughts go racing through my mind I find I haven't spoke a word And from the bedroom the familiar sound of our one baby's crying goes unheard But what a good year It's been a good year for the Same old places 
where the memory of our lingers everywhere. Just because I'm not the happy guy I used to be, she thinks I still care. But if she's happy, Still need her, and let that silly notion bring her cheer. But how could she ever be so foolish? Oh, where would she get such an idea? Just because I ask a friend about her, just because I spoke her name somewhere, just because I rang her number by mistake today, she thinks I. Golden ring, golden ring 
shop in Chicago on a sunny summer day. A couple gazes at the wedding rings there on Golden Guess what it is. You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Well, I know why you're here. Stop messing around with you. Let's get right to it. Yes, let's get right to it, Dusty. Good morning, ass family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Now, now the three songs I played to start the show are tribute to one of the best TV series I've seen in a long, long time. The George and Tammy miniseries that was on Showtime. Uh, Last night was Golden Globes. We'll go over some of those awards. Next year, if George and Tammy don't win all the awards, there's something fucked up. Uh, Amazing series. Didn't hold back to show what kind of degenerate George Jones was and what kind of heroin addict Tammy Wynette was, along with her scumbag fucking husband, who I don't even like Steve Zahn anymore because he did such a good job in this role. Now, look, that, that yesterday, I had a tough day yesterday. I did not, not, nothing important, but a tough day yesterday. To be then topped with what happened last night with the WWE, I'm going to need a little Kirby Smart this morning. Kirby Smart, head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs, before that ass-whooping they put on TCU. If it plays. I'm waiting. Here we go. Anytime now. Fucking play. Why is it not playing? Do I have to click on this goddamn thing? Oh, boy. This is this is the way I wanted to start the show. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Let's see. Hold on a second here. Uh, let's see. Google Kirby. Kirby. Well, that's just fucking lovely. Oh, let me get the charger out and see if didn't even warn me that my my fucking my my thing here was uh well that is peculiar. My keyboard doesn't work. Did it get switched off somehow? Keyboard on now. Let's see. Okay. Uh, it is connected. Okay. Uh, there we go. Kirby. All right. Sorry I fucked up the show already today. Uh, pre-game. There we go. Let's hear this fucking thing shit. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Here's the speech. This is what I need. Your ass is prepared for this shit for fucking 365 days. I think about the fuckers in that locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All the shit you went through this week to get ready for this game. Now is when you pay the fucking price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, guys, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about shit. Okay. Go out here and fuck their ass up. Damn Don't right. Don't think about scoreboard. Don't think about shit. Don't nope. think about knocking the shit out of them. Did you hear what Box 
Wow. I mean, I mean that was fantastic. Kirby Small. Wait, it continues? I'm sorry. Easy. Look at the right shit. Punish their ass on offense and kick their ass on special teams, guys. It's okay. about who the fuck we are. I believe in you. Let's go. Boy, I tell you what, now I understand why they put up 65 on TCU. That's my head coach. I'm going to fucking murder for that, man. That was fucking fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. I got an email uh, late yesterday, and this is the way we're going to start the show. Uh, Arnie, just wondering what you think about the latest news about Stephanie McMahon leaving all of a sudden. That is from James. Well, um... I, I, uh, let's just... Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Before we get all that, let me say some good mornings. Let me get these out the way, shall we? Uh, first one here this morning was, my man, look at that. Well, I freaking dog! Great fire in the house, everybody. How's everyone doing on this fine-ass hump day? Hump day! Hump day! Day, pump day. Uh, Andrew says, well, holy shit, it's already pump day. ass family. I uh, hope they, all the ass lovers in California are still above water. Wow, wow. I saw Santa Cruz getting buried alive yesterday. Woo! Gold says, good morning, Arnie and ass. It is... Uh, pump day. Yeah, yes, it is. Let's roll. Uh, Battleborn in Nebraska says, happy pump day. ass family. It's a great day to get some ass. Uh, indeed it is. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, the only bratty kid is in the house. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. No, no, nobody does. You're out, says George Jones with the heart. Mage of consent all up in this motherfucking house this morning. Mage, good morning. He says, and the AIG Japanese slang word for today, uh, manko, translates pussy or cunt. All right, uh, manko head. That's what I'm going to call people today, manko head. Hangtown Jen, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I, I, I ran by you, and I didn't mean to. She says, morning ass happy. Pump day, pump day, pump day. And we got to learn some Chinese now, too, right? Uh, how about, uh, are you happy? Are you happy in Chinese? Are you happy in Chinese? There you go. There you go. There you go, Hangtown Jin. Sorry, rolled right by you there. Uh, Derek says, good morning, ass family, and happy, uh, hump day, right hump back day, at you, Douglas, day. hump day to my people, uh, your ad says, my review of George and Tammy, should have used their voices, both actors did a great job, I had no idea Tammy Wynette was a heroin addict, very sad, and that that husband of hers deserved to go to prison, just shows how easy celebrities get addicted, they are surrounded by yes men, oh, well, like I said, Steve Zahn did a great job, and uh, and Tammy Wynette, boy, she was a junkie. George was a drunk. Turned his life around, thank God, but man, oh man. Now, I agree with you that they should have just lip synced, especially two songs, and, and, and those two songs are real easy. The last one I played, The Golden Ring. But uh, that, look, look, they, they should have they lip synced that. And then this one right here. He said, I'll love you till I die. 
arguably the greatest song in country music history. A lot of country music historians say that is the greatest song. Uh, I don't agree, I don't disagree with them. It's one of my all-time favorites. And there's no way they should have let that singer sing that song. Uh, Sanchez family says, ahoy. Buenos dias, Ogre. How are you, my friend? Uh, happy hump day, ass. Uh, that is from Hot Mama. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Stephanie left because the Saudis aren't exactly all about women's lib. We'll get to it here. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Sanchez family says, holy shit. Look <laughs> at them donuts. Uh, Niluma. Fucking Arnie, I'll take an F in Chinese. I'm going to go get an Aiden Mages classes. Fucking Manko. Look at me, star pupil material already. And Swoosh says, morning ass family. Well, there it is. Last night, uh, all these rumors came out. Everything started dropping. And, and uh, my source, not going to tell you who it is. Very close to the show, though. Uh, my source was hitting me up. I was the first one on Twitter to announce that Stephanie McMahon had left the WWE. Check it out. Uh, then Dave Meltzer reported it. The reports were last night was that Triple H was gone too. Now, if you're not wrestling fans and you're putting up with me for right now, I appreciate it. It means something, though. The latest thing that I saw last night before I went to sleep was that Vince McMahon has sold the WWE to a private group, the Saudi Investment Group. Now, they are no longer going to be trading stocks which I think that's good because you don't have to answer. But the problem is, is that they're owned by a Saudi Arabian company, which means Vince will probably be kept in charge. What does this do to the women's division? Now, as you know, as you listen to this show, you know I am no fan of the women wrestlers, especially the ones that are out there now. There's only a couple out there now that are decent. Charlotte Flair's decent. Becky Lynch, decent. Decent wrestler. Everybody else just go to hell. I don't like the chick wrestlers, but hey, they, they've made a market for it. I don't know what the Saudis are going to do to that. What I really hope doesn't happen is the Saudis get rid of the women's division and AEW goes, oh, well, let's slap them all up and just have uh, all women's wrestling. They've tried that with the gorgeous ladies of wrestling and it failed because... Women's wrestling isn't as cool as men's wrestling. We don't want to see women busted up in steel cages. We just don't want that. You call me sexist. I don't give a fuck what you call me. Um, but that's what I'm afraid is going to happen. And I think AEW has made some decent strides over the last, uh, they've been around now three years, four years. They made some decent strides. I, too, agree, Ogre, that the WWE is possibly dead, and that could mean that pro wrestling is dead. Um, I don't know what kind of world it is without pro wrestling. I mean, it's pro wrestling. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's male dr- drama. But I have so many memories tied up in it. We'll see. That, that's all I can say is we'll see. I'm not excited. Um, Royal Rumble's in two weeks. We'll see what happens. See what happens with WrestleMania. 
maybe nothing will change. We'll see. But uh, I don't think this is good. I don't think this is good for the industry. Because the, the, the AEW likes to jump on WWE talent as soon as they're available. You're going to see Sasha Banks or whatever her fucking name is, the blue-haired black chick. Uh, she's going to join them probably in the next week or two. And she left the WWE. We'll see. I, I, I mean, what, what I hope, the, the one thing that I can hope is this. I hope this fucking starts the territories back. I think that, that, that some investors, some big pro wrestling fans like me out there who actually have money, unlike me, can start up territories and bookers and hire people that are good for the business. People like Jim Cornette, people who know how to book matches. And we open up the territory days again, and we say, fuck you to Stanford, Connecticut, and we say, fuck you to the WWE. You're a big cartoon now. Let's get back to old school wrestling. Uh, I honestly, if the WWE collapse, territories rise again, people will depend on their local shitty gymnasium wrestling connections to the stars, etc. Oh, I tell you what, it would be fantastic. If I could see MJF wrestling in Garland all the time, I'll watch it. Douglas says, I'm not going to lose sleep over this. I haven't watched wrestling since high school. Well, you're a better man than me because I did lose sleep over it. Now, big news this morning. Breaking news this morning. I hope nobody's flying. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Earlier this morning, the FAA grounded all, all. Now, they've got some that are up that are flying, but they grounded all airlines. Um, there is a gigantic computer problem that is fucking with, and now I don't know how this has happened. I don't know if it's uh, if somebody hacked into it. I'm not going to speculate. I'm just saying what the truth is. And the truth is that the FAA grounded all flights this morning, canceling thousands of flights, piling up all over the country. I don't know about you. I'm getting kind of sick and tired of the fucking airline industry. How many times does the federal government have to bail those motherfuckers out and they still fuck up? Mm. Computer outage equals hack. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Those wrestlers who have the money and the connections and experience will be able to exploit the WWE collapse and carve their niches? I hope so. Um, uh, This was an FAA thing, not the airlines. Yeah, totally an FAA thing. Uh, let's see, the FAA is making progress in restoring its notice to air mission system following an overnight outage. Departures are resuming at a couple airports due to traffic congestion in those areas. Normal air traffic operations are resuming gradually along the U.S. Uh, this happened about 10 minutes ago. So there you go. There you go. So airlines are up and flying now. All right. All right. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. We got that. All right. WWE, I covered. Time for me to buy a boat and sail to Whore Island. Amen to that. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, One last thing uh, that we'll get to here. Flights just need to pay as you go. If you can't guarantee my flight takes off, then why do I have to guarantee my payment before the flight takes off? That, That very interesting. Very, very interesting. By the way, this will just cause prices to continue to go up. That's all they like to do. 
Um, all right, let's see. I can delete that one. Uh, delete that. All right, we got to push this, 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 this. Uh, now, now I told you yesterday that I wasn't going to do any more uh, Harry stuff. We got we got a couple of funny Harry stories. Very funny Harry stories. I, I I'm very very excited about these stories. Uh, before we get to that though, last night was the Golden Globe Awards in Hollywood. I know, I know, award shows suck. But let me go over some of the winners, which I'm very happy about. First and foremost, I got to say this young man deserved it. He deserved it more than anything. Uh, The man's name is Austin Butler, and he played the one and only Elvis Aaron Presley. Winner, winner, peanut butter and banana dinner. Wise man. Good for him. Only fools rush in. All right. Austin Butler won the actor in a drama motion picture. The best motion picture drama. I told you. I told you it was going to win. The Fablemans. This is Steven Spielberg's movie. It's about him. It beat out Maverick, colon, Top Gun. It beat out Elvis. Told you it was going to win. Best musical comedy. uh, I don't know how Elvis wasn't in musical or comedy, but the Banshees of Inchirin won. I don't know what the fuck that is. Don't care. Cecil B. DeMille. If you want to see a speech from last night, watch Eddie Murphy. He won the Cecil B. DeMille Award, which is one of the highest awards you can win as an actor from the Hollywood Foreign Press. The highest award you can win. Uh, Great speech he gave out. Let's see. Um, drama TV series House of Dragon shouldn't have won. Ozarks or Better Call Saul should have won. Can I just ask, since they, when are the Golden Globes on a Tuesday? I didn't even know they were on until I saw what's-his-name from Shameless won for the Bear. Yes, the young man who won for the Bear on uh, Shameless is also playing Kerry Von Eric in the Iron Claw movie. I don't know why they did it. I don't know why they did it on a Tuesday. They usually do it on a Sunday. Um... Let's see. Uh, my wife is flying in a couple weeks for funeral service, and I have vacation to Cali at the end of March. Definitely nervous about possible issues. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, foreign language film? No. Actor and musical comedy: Colin Farrell, Banshees of Insurance. Don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, Ralph Fiennes did not win for the menu, even though I saw the last scene of the menu. Fantastic looking movie on HBO Max. Angela Bassett won for Black Panther: Wakanda. Well, that wasn't a fucking politically correct win right there. Um, let's see. Who we got? Best Supporting Actor, Ki Hei Kwan. Everything, everywhere at once. I was very, very surprised. Whoa, he wasn't even nominated? Wait a second. Wait a second here. Wow. Austin Butler beat out Brendan Fraser. Holy shit, I didn't realize that. Now let's get to the TV awards, because the TV awards are awesome. Uh, Best musical or comedy TV series, uh, Abbott Elementary. Don't know what the fuck that is. Jeremy Allen White, that's the guy from Shameless who won for the Bear. Great story, great show. And fucking A. Fucking A. Best actor in a drama series goes to my man, Kevin Costner, for Yellowstone. There we go, finally. Finally getting some awards. He wasn't there because his house was flooding. 
Uh, best actor in a miniseries went to Evan Peters for Dahmer. I think that kid did a great job. Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom, won for White Lotus. Um, there's one other award I'm going to talk about. Oh, two awards here. Number one, this gal won for Best Supporting Actor and definitely deserved it. Julia Garner for her role in Ozark. If you haven't watched Ozark and you don't know who this gal is, she is the heart and soul of that show. Amazing actress. And limited series. It was on HBO Max, and I watched every single one of them. Paul Walter Hauser, big old fat dude, won for Blackbird with uh, Taryn Egan. If you want a great miniseries, watch Blackbird. Holy shit, that was fantastic. So there you go. Um, do you think Brandon Fraser didn't win because he boycotted the awards? Maybe. Maybe. That, that's a good call. Uh, Regina Hall's acceptance speech was great for Costner. I didn't get to see it. Uh, as uh, you watch, he will win the Oscar. I have no doubt. Yeah, Brendan Fraser is going to win the Oscar for sure on that movie. Uh, but there you go. There's the Golden Globes. I'm very happy that, that the young man from Elvis did win. Uh, I think that's pretty fantastic. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad some good stuff won, stuff that actually people went and saw won awards. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Makes me feel good because I went and saw all that shit, too. Agreed on Blackbird. Blackbird was one of my top shows. Uh, literally one of my top shows of this year. And it, like I said, if you haven't seen it, please check it out. Uh, he got, I mean, a man like Brandon Fraser more now. I, I like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he doesn't like the Hollywood foreign press because they didn't support him back in the day. Fine with me. I don't care. Now. Yesterday, good old stupid herself, Joy Behar, was at it yet again. What you just said is yeah. right, that, yeah. that there are differences in what happened. Yes, but you know, the are not good. Well, we all know that Trump is a liar and a thief, you know? We know that. Good. So it's not that big a jump to say that he obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief. So Really? We well, what was that, Joy? One more time. Just one more time. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we... Okay, he's not a liar and a thief. Very interesting. Very interesting. I have a little video to play. Would you like to hear the audio? Well, here it go. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Gladys the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground. And then come up and play football. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought or notion. Now, 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 that would make him a thief because he stole that, right? Let's see how much of a liar Joe Biden is, shall we? Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. 
Mm -hmm. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class. What? That he does not have three degrees from college. What? And that he was not named outstanding political science student what? in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship. What? Ended up near the bottom of his class what? and won only one degree, not three. What? Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse <laughs> Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be. But once again, once again, uh, let, 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 let's go back to uh, good, good old Joy, shall we? Uh, I mean, uh, Joy Behar did say this. He obstructed and he lied. We don't think that Biden is a liar and a thief, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. That really? We have documented proof that he's not only a thief, but that he is a liar. And yes, Ogre, they're trying to spin that the situation is different. Oh, I, I agree with the spin. Here's the spin. If Donald Trump did take documents out... He would have been able, now maybe these documents he wasn't able to declassify. I don't know all that. But he has the power to do so. Joe Biden was the vice president. Took these documents. He has no power to declassify those when he did. Now he can, sure, but back then? So this is not a story about what's different or or or. Who did what wrong? Um, I'm here to tell you. Uh, but The View did come out and say that Biden document scandal was a huge win for Donald Trump, and it pretty much kills the Mar-a-Lago case. Uh, Fraser boycotted the Golden Globes because the head of the group once grabbed his cock at the foreign press, pretty much swept it under the rug faster than the Catholic Church could. Okay, that's what I figured. Something like that. Uh, what a stupid son of a bitch. Yes, Joe Biden, truly. What a stupid son of a bitch. Uh, she doesn't believe he's a liar and a thief. It's just because she's delusional. Uh, Joey just misspoke. Didn't he also copy someone else's paperwork? Aren't you supposed to get kicked out of school for that? Actual treasonous behavior. I know, but it's all different because it's Joe Biden. We gotta look the other way. It's Joe. Hell, I'm surprised he's not a fucking war hero like his goddamn uncle. Oh, wait, that's right. His uncle wasn't a war hero either. The office they found is also financed by China, so Biden gave China access to classified documents. Oh, that's just, that's just great. Let's not forget he's an outstanding plagiarist as well. Oh, I haven't. I haven't. Not at all. <sighs> We've always been gaslit like we have these past few years, but just not paid this much attention. I don't know how Joe Biden stayed in politics. That, though, though, by the way, all that was from 1988, the first time he tried to run for president. And he got away with it. It, it, it amazes me. It amazes me how stupid 
people are to vote for this guy. Yes, I said it. If you voted for Joe Biden, I'm just going to tell you right now. It's your vote. You can do what you want with it. My opinion is you're fucking stupid. Biden also ridicules the disabled and the dead. Yes, 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 he sure does. Uh, Let's see. Where, where, Where do I have it? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. I actually traveled seventeen thousand miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. Bernie claimed Trump's actions and statements were bad. How could you be okay with Joe? Well, because he's a Democrat and he's not Donald Trump. Kale, kale, kale. If your name is Trump, everything you do is bad. The end. Everybody else gets a, gets a pass, unless you're Trump. Now, look, I'm not voting for him in, in 2024. But you have to admit, you'd have to admit that when it comes down to it, the, the stick wasn't shaking fair. Nobody should expect the stick to ever be shaking fair for themselves. But my God, when you, when you want to talk about journalism, when you want to talk about reporting, you're supposed to do that without any bias, without any political leanings. And to me, it's like the WWE. Journalism is dead. Journalism is alive and for sale for the highest bidder. And that happens to be the Democratic Party right now. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, I mean yesterday, the, the House voted and passed a bill that will rescind $72 million for the Internal Revenue Service because they want to hire 85,000 new agents for some odd reason. Now, the spin on this is here because Republicans passed it overwhelmingly in the House. Once it gets to the Senate, it will be voted out, and the White House is even saying they will veto this measure. Every Democrat in the House voted against this measure. Now, what that says to the common man, to me, is that Democrats want a stronger and more powerful IRS, an agency that pretty much all Americans hate. Yet the Democrats want to fund it even more. Now, the Democrats' spin is this. The Republicans are trying to get rid of this so their high, rich friends can get tax breaks. So the wealthy don't have to pay taxes. The wealthy, you say? Okay. The wealthy don't have to pay taxes. Elon Musk paid more in taxes last year than anyone in U.S. history. Um, I would like to point out that some of the wealthiest people in America were at the Golden Globes last night. How many of them were Republicans? Mel Gibson wasn't there. Vince Vaughn wasn't there. Tom Selleck wasn't there. Those are three prominent Republicans who are also in, in Hollywood. Everybody else seems to fall in the liberal party. So 
you want those people, the people that give you money to be taxed at higher rates because they're not taking the same loopholes that wealthy Republicans are? Fucking give me a break. Give me a break. If you don't think George Clooney and Brad Pitt's accountants take all the loopholes they can, you need your fucking A. You, 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 need, you, you need brain surgery. Christy Alley was, that's why they offed her. I want all people to pay less money. John Voigt, Adam Sandler, and Tim, Tim Allen as well. Thank you, Ogre. Yes. What happened to Tim Allen's career when he spoke up? They kicked him off a network. Now, granted, another network came and picked him up, but they still kicked him off a network. His last man standing show. Not a bad show. Not a great show, but not a bad show. Everybody would think, oh, Arnie, you're, you're, you're conservative. You'd love that show. I, I watched it. It was okay. It was all right. I don't think it was the best show on TV. George hoards all the money he can for anal. Anal, Amal, A-M-A-L. V Coop. It's A-M-A-L. Carson Valley resident. Hold on a second here. Doing our local news. Holy shit. Stone Cold Steve Austin was on the fucking news today. God dang it. Man. That's awesome. Don't trust the government with extra cash. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is not a law on the books. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you. George Clooney, who sold his tequila company with uh, Cindy Crawford's husband for close to a billion dollars. So George Clooney's worth a lot of money. George Clooney comes out and says, oh, the rich don't pay enough taxes. Well, here's what you can do. There is nothing illegal about George or all these Democrats who say the wealthy don't pay enough taxes. Well, you're part of that wealthy. If you don't pay enough, you're mad. You go to your little checkbook, okay? Um, you open it up. You may, may, I don't know how you keep track of it, but you write in there, you know, if you're balancing your checkbook out, you balance out what you're going to pay, and you write a, tra- a check to the Treasury Department. Anybody can, can open their checkbook and write a check as long as you have the funds available because you don't probably want to bounce a check to the Treasury Department. Um. But you can give extra money to the government if you'd like. Oh, I, I, wait, wait, wait a second. I'm looking for that line of people to line up so they can give extra money to the government. Oh, they're not. Okay. Fantastic. Let me tell you something about the wealthy. You can hate the wealthy all you want. You can hate the millionaires and the billionaires who own these companies. Do you know what they do? Let me tell you what they do. Those billionaires that own big companies, they make America run. Why? Because of big companies they have. And I'm talking about the good ones that stay in America, not the ones that leave the country because they don't want to pay their share. I'm talking about the billionaires that are still in this country that run companies. Those companies have to be staffed, right? And those staffs, they don't work for free. And those staffs that earn that money, then what they do is they take that money that they earn and they either buy a car, 
buy a house, send their children to college. You see, they, they take that money that the billionaires, the billionaires who, who put that risk out there, they're risking their money to open this company, and they're hiring these people, and these people help make this company successful, hence why they get paid and they get bonuses sometimes. And now, they're paying, and this is how America works. And by the way, those people that, that, that are working, they're getting taxed just like the person that owns the company. The government is getting theirs. I want you to think about how much the government gets. So all these people that say that the wealthy don't pay enough taxes. How much does the federal government need? You get property taxes, which, by the way, don't get me started on those here in Texas. You get property taxes. There's sales tax. Some states have state income tax. California, you're one of the highest. And what do you get for that? Well, you pay it so you don't go to jail. But what do you get from that? Road construction, 13 months out of the year. Sure, you get police, but now we're defunding the police. So if we defund the police, does that mean I get a break in my taxes? Hmm. Now the millionaire celebrities say the wealthy are billionaires, not millionaires. Well, the billionaires, they pay their share. I'm, 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 look, if you make a billion dollars, you're going to find loopholes. Why? Because you want to keep that. Let's think about it. Let's say you make a billion dollars this year. Say you make a billion dollars and you live in the state of California. Well, you made $500 million. That's just the federal side of things. Then you take about another 15 to 20% off that, which, by the way, they tax the billion, not the 500 that's left. So uh, another $200 million goes to the state of California. So before you even get to open your billion-dollar check, you have given 70% to the government. You want to know why there are loopholes? Because to make a billion dollars, it, 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 look, you got to do a lot of work. You got to do a whole lot of work. Maybe you earn that billion dollars. But the federal government comes along and says, well, we're going to take our hunk. And the state of California goes, well, we need our hunk. And by the way, when you go out to buy a house, guess what? You got property taxes now. More of that money coming back going to the federal government. Honestly, we're probably one of the most taxed nations there is. I don't have a problem with accountants and attorneys and all these kind of people looking for loopholes. It's asinine. No defund the police just rolls into another useless government program. Yeah, probably like the senator's pockets. Uh, Hangtown Mike, good morning to you, my friend. Donald says good morning, y'all. Douglas says if the government doesn't get more tax dollars, how else are they going to launder money to Ukraine? That's a whole other thing. Well, they've already got that through the crypto thing. Hmm. Whoops. 
I'm just I, I I'm frustrated with the, the United States right now. I, I'm frustrated with my great state of Texas here. How have the people allowed this to happen? You never actually owned anything in America. You buy a car, can't drive it unless you pay money to register every fucking year. Buy a house, paid off, never own it. Don't pay the taxes. Men with guns and badges will pull handcuffs and put you behind bars. You have to pay the king. Yes, this is no different. The only thing different is the king doesn't come and fuck your wife on the night of your wedding. By the way, that is where the word fuck does derive from, fornication under consent of king. A lot of people will tell you that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I like the fucking wives' tale. But if Trump or any rich person does it, it's not paying taxes. But the problem is they do pay taxes. Donald Trump's taxes came out, and there were a lot of loopholes in there. Yet he still paid a shit ton in taxes. Just like everybody. No matter what. I mean, you look at it, and do you know who the only people are that don't pay taxes? Poor people. And who gets all our tax money? Poor people. Yes, you have to pay to register your car. You have to pay to get a driver's license. To be able to go on these roads that America lets us have that they're working on. If you live in North Texas, let me just tell you this right now. If you ever visit North Texas, let me just say, I guarantee half the roads are going to be chewed up beyond fucking belief. To get to my house, if you can, if you come to my house from downtown Dallas right now, you have to go through two of the most major road constructions I have seen in my entire life. There's an area in Dallas, uh, it, we call it Central Expressway. It's also known as 75 North and South. 75 goes right through the heart of Dallas. Now, when I was a little kid, they started construction to widen Central Expressway. In 1977, they finished it in 2008. 30 years. Right now on I-30, I-30 and 635, they're doing all these fucking new spaghetti bowls and new fucking roundabouts and ramps and shit. That area is torn up beyond belief. And then, finally, on I-30, once you get to Rockwall, you see a big, gigantic, beautiful American flag in the distance. You're like, oh, there's Rockwall. And then you see what they're doing to the bridges over Lake Ray Hubbard. If you don't get to the bridge coming towards Rockwall by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you will be stuck on that bridge for anywhere between 2 and 3 hours in traffic. Because they have to shut down the lanes, do all this stuff. And we're paying for all of that with our taxes. And now our time. Something my uncle told me a long time ago. I'll, I'll never forget this. Um, went to go visit him in Southern California when I was a sophomore in high school. And uh, I wanted a pair of gargoyle sunglasses. I wanted them because Dale Earnhardt wore them, and I wanted them. And I wanted these blue ones, these blue lenses. 
Now, once again, this is 1986. 1986. A pair of Ray-Bans in 1986 cost $65. A pair of Ray-Ban Wayfarers. I know that because we sold them at the water park. I couldn't afford Ray-Ban Wayfarers. $65. If I were to pay $65 for a pair of glasses, my dad would kick me square in my nuts. I was happy when people left them at the bottom of the pool. Um, but these glasses I wanted, and I told my uncle, I said, I really like these, these glasses. He goes, well, let's get you some. Cause my uncle was pretty wealthy. And I was like, fuck yeah. Okay. And we saw him, we saw him, uh, first place we saw him, we were, they were on sale for, and they were $85. I look at my uncle. I said, I, I can't do that. He goes, well, they might be at a swap meet later on this week and they will be a lot cheaper. And I said, okay, well, let's do that. And he goes, well, we can't count on that, Arnie. And it was a lesson he was teaching. He said, we could get these here for $85, or we could drive across town, check another place out, and then drive to the swap meet later. And that's going to be about three hours in L.A. traffic. He said, how much is your time worth? How much was gasoline worth? Gasoline at that time, it wasn't a big deal then. We are past the 70s, so... But he he taught me that time, your time is valuable. Your time is very, very valuable. And if those glasses are $75 across town and you wasted two hours driving over there, your time isn't worth $10. My time is worth way more than $10. And he bought the glasses for me. I had those glasses forever. I think I lost those glasses probably 10 years after I had them. My Ray-Ban Wayfarers that I got at the water park still have them. I uh, just did a little research. America is not high on the list of tax countries as I thought. Some of these countries have some fucking... Oh, oh, absolutely. Look, look, Christopher, you're right. And that's because places like China are fucking communists, and they're going to tax you at like 90% or 75 or 80%. We are taxed at a much lower rate than those places, but you don't see a lot of billionaires in Botswana. You don't see a lot of people working hard there to get ahead. Why? One of the most taxed places in the world, and a lot of people say, well, we should be more like, and we're talking about like Finland and Sweden and all those places. Do you know how high their taxes are? Do you know people over there don't own their cars? They lease their cars. Saw a story about four years ago. You know how much Honda Civics cost in, in, in Finland and, and Holland and all those places with the high taxes? Do you know how much the cars cost there? A Honda Civic. Honda Civic runs about $85,000 there. Not a joke. Why? Because of all the taxes. So people lease the cars there. Not a lot of people own their cars over there. If you're willing to pay 78% taxes, you can live there. It's clean, it's wonderful, but you don't own anything. Not to mention there's a few restrictions when it comes to freedoms. Guess what country has the highest? Um, I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to, I'll guess, I will say um, Norway. Norway has the highest taxes. Am I correct? Ah, uh, the year of my birth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1986, great year. First time I ever went to California. 
had an eye-opening experience because at that time I'd worked at the water park and I thought, I'm pretty badass, I'm a lifeguard, I can swim fast, all this kind of shit. They, <laughs> they were having lifeguard fucking challenge going on at Huntington Beach. And I watched some of it and I was like, I'm not a lifeguard at all. These guys are swimming in the ocean, they're fucking rowing boats, they're fighting sharks. Well, I am not a lifeguard. I am a <laughs> I'm a lifeguard at a water park, thank you. What country is it? I'm super close, Norway, Finland. One of those wonderful fucking, you know, Viking type countries. <clears throat> and hey, if that's what you want to do with your money, all I got to say is more power to you. I'm giving you the way I feel about these taxes. If you think that's a great deal, and, and you look at Norway and the, the crime is pretty low there, super clean. I'm finding site variation. God damn it, Christopher, tell me what the fucking... Con- Denmark, okay, so Denmark, there, there we go. Denmark, all a part of that. That's all that Dutch shit, all the Netherlands over there. What is it about? Is it 78%? Let's see. I, I'm quicker than, than him here, so let's see. Um, Denmark tax tax rate. Oof. An individual who taxes in Denmark may, as a main rule, be taxed according to ordinary tax scheme up to 52%. Hmm. The Ivory Coast I have, 15 countries with the world's highest taxes. Well, let's see. France, Spain, Ireland, Portugal, the Netherlands, Slovenia, Israel, Belgium, Aruba, Sweden, Austria, Denmark, Japan, Finland, and the Ivory Coast. The Ivory Coast charges 60% of their income to the government. I just Googled who has the highest tax rates in the world, and this is what I got. Here you go. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you all if you all want to read it. But you don't have a lot of freedoms there. So, like I said, if you think that's a great idea, good. More power to you. That's awesome. Um... A story that Tommy and I were telling you about. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, let me let me tell you what the GOP is thinking right now. Uh, Georgia Republican Buddy Carter will bring forth the Fair Tax Act in front of the House of Representatives in a way to abolish the IRS. Before anybody gets happy. Let me just tell you, there is no way, no way on God's green earth this will happen. Um, It would replace the national corporate tax and personal income tax and other taxes with a single consumption tax. 
The bill comes on the heel of a vote Monday to claw back the $80 billion of additional funding that the IRS was given. (laughs) Now, Straight Fire says, good job, Republicans. We're wasting your time on this shit. A bill to get rid of the IRS? Gee, that wouldn't be right-wing pandering, would it be? No, not at all. Um... Uh, no, no chance of that. Oh, no. Look, look, look. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to say they're going to abolish the IRS. First of all, the bill that's in place, um, the bill that's in place right now that wants to strip the $80 billion or $80 million they're going to give, it's not going to pass. The White House says they'll veto if it somehow passes the Senate, which it won't pass the Senate because the Senate is de- Democratic run. That bill is going to get thrown out. This one will not even see the light of day. It'll, pa- it'll pass the House probably, but there is no shot. No shot. I mean, I could be playing Vince McMahon's no chance. No chance in hell right now that that happens because it ain't going to happen. We can all... Believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. But believing that the IRS is going to get out, uh, look, I'm just going to ruin that and say, no, that's not real. This is the right-wing version of free college debt forgiveness. Look, Look, I will say this. I think there's a lot to be said about consumption tax. If you want to tax the rich more, get them on consumption. Absolutely. They want to buy a $500,000 Rolls Royce to show off? Hey, you got five hundred grand to fucking show off on, on a car or $500,000 to buy a watch? I say more power to you, but look, you're, you're consuming a lot. We're going we're gonna to tax you at a high rate on those fucking things. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, who just texted text me? Uh, this will die in the Senate. Oh, absolutely, it's going to die in the Senate. Now, story that um, Tommy and I talked about on Monday. Uh, Scott, that deserves a big ass. Correct the mundo. Mm-hmm. We talked about this story uh, on Monday with Tommy about the guy who went into the taqueria with a fake gun and tried to rob it, and then his soul was handed to him by a patron who blasted his sorry ass. Now, I this this is going. I mean. Wait till you hear this. Are y'all ready for this? The robber was already on bond for assault and had spent six years in jail for armed robbery. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I mean, I'm shocked. Golly. Eric Eugene Washington had previously served six years of a 15-year sentence for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. He was out on bond for a domestic violence charge against his girlfriend, so he was out. 
And that's where the story gets fucking really fucking bad because now a Harris County grand jury will be deciding whether the armed diner who shot and killed the suspect then returned the stolen cast to the patrons will have to face criminal charges over the deadly gunfire captured on surveillance video. If you haven't seen the video, well, I can share that with you right here and right now. Let's do this shit, shall we? Now, it's going to stop before they, uh, why am I seeing an ad for the Discovery Channel? I don't want to see that. Here we go. All right, Takaria going around. Guy's got a gun. He's going table to table, taking their money. There he goes. He goes to this table, takes their money. Patron drops money on the floor. Guy's pointing a gun at him. There you go. Here's more of my money. I'm going to give, okay, I'm going to give you that money. I'm going to turn my back on these patrons because I'm a stupid robber. As I go and I'm walking out now, wham, the dude opens fire. No, give this man a key to the city. Make this man mayor. I only question the last shot, but I feel that he is a hero. Fucking, I don't care that he's fucking finished him off with a headshot. Fuck around and find out. Tired of this bullshit. Uh, if he gets charged, expect a lot more crime because good guys will stop being good, unfortunately. Yeah. That guy doesn't deserve to be in jail. Not at all. That guy does not deserve to be in jail whatsoever. If he had a legal permit or a legal right to carry that gun in the state of Texas, you pretty much do. Somebody fucked around and they found out. The end. <laughs> Was a dude wearing a skull on his shirt and named Frank Castle? Um, I don't think they've, uh, they've released this guy's name yet for his own well-being. Um, the 40, he's 46 year old. He's 46 years old. His attorney released a statement, uh, on his behalf and says, my client who wishes to remain anonymous was dining with a friend at El Ranchito Taqueria. And as it has been seen on video, robbery suspect entered the restaurant and pointed a weapon at my client and others, customers demanding money in fear of his life, of his friend's life. And my client acted to protect everyone in the restaurant. In Texas, suiting is justified in self-defense, defense of others, and defense of property. The customer has met with the Harris County District Attorney's Office and investigators. He fully intends to continue cooperating with the ongoing investigation, which is probably the worst thing for him, because if they have a bunch of liberals down in Houston, which they do, this guy is going to get charged. Uh, that guy deserves a medal. Triple T, uh, shoot to stop the threat or the magazine is empty. Yep. Self-defense law says that once you are in the aggressive position, you are no longer in self-defense. Are they worried about the tons of gifts that he'll be swarmed with? Look, if he goes to prison, he, he, is, he is going to be a pariah. That's what's going to happen to him. He's going to get killed in prison. Because prisoners probably know this guy. This guy, once again, remember, he did spend six years in prison for pretty much the same crime. You want to deter crime? You have more citizens like this on the street. I think it works. 
I ain't got a problem with it. I'd love to have that guy on the show. But we'll see. I I will keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, The phone number is 775-357-FANS. Arnie Radio 1 at Gmail if you want to write the show. We did listener mail yesterday. Uh, I will stop and do listener mail like I did earlier this morning for the Stephanie McMahon thing. Um, You can write me there. Uh, Here you go. Mage of Consent. Yesterday you requested Joe Diffie.
down at Marge's bar Telling stories if we had one Someone fired the old jukebox up The song it sure was a sad one Teardrop rolled down Bubba's nose From the pain the song was inflicting And all at once he jumped to his feet Just like somebody kicked him Bubba shot the jukebox last night Said it played a sad song, it made him cry Went to his truck and got a 45 Bubba shot the jukebox last night Not draw an easy breath Till he laid that coat on the table He hung his head Till the cops showed up He dragged him right out of margins They told him don't you play dumb With us son You know damn well what the charge is Bubba shot the jukebox Last night Said it played a sad song It made him cry Went to his truck and got a 45 He shot the With his bathrobe on The confrontation was a tense one He shook his head and said Bubba boy You was always a dense one A reckless discharge of a gun That's what the officers are claiming Bubba hollered out a reckless hell I hit just where I was aiming Bubba shot the jukebox last night He said he played a sad song It made him cry Went to his truck and got a Shot the jukebox too. Says, Holy shit, Bubba shot the jukebox. I love this song. Can Arnie read minds? LOL. Pretty much, yeah, that's what I do. Uh, pretty cool song, Mage. Sorry, it was taking me so long to figure out the highest tax country. I found three different websites giving three answers. Should have just stuck with the first website I found, the same one you looked at. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, man. It's okay. I was just, you know, I, I, what you, you, you were leading me on. You're like, okay, this one's it. You're close. I'm like, come on, what is it? Uh, I haven't heard that song in front. I heard that on the radio the other day. I heard Bubba. Shot. I was like, you know what? That's a good. Song. I like Mark Chestnut. Mark Chestnut's a good old country boy. I like him. Good old Texas country artist, right then and there. Uh, welcome back to the big show. If you missed the first hour and 13 minutes, what the fuck? Not to worry. Not to worry. 
Uh, you can go to ArnieRadio.com and download every show that I have in existence. All you got to do is become a member. Join up right there. Uh, we're going to have some news about joining the website here pretty soon. Um, but right now, $2.99. Mm, look, look, things are getting pricey here in Texas. Uh, $2.99 uh, right now, and you can download everything you want. If you miss the first hour and 15 minutes, I suggest you go back and listen. Now. Thanks to Arise, she sent me this story last night. Um, This is one of the funniest things I've read in a long time. The National Institute of Health. They're up there with the World Health Organization and all these other fucking terrible groups. A few weeks ago, the White House hosted a conference on hunger and nutrition and health. Darish Mazarafin, the dean of Tufts School of Nutrition, had just spent spending, finished spending three years and millions of dollars designing a new food pyramid. And this is what he found. The Tufts Food Compass, which they tout as the most comprehensive and science-based nutrient profiling system to date. Wait till you hear what they say is the most healthy food to be encouraged that you should eat all the time. Number one food, scoring a perfect score of 100. Watermelon. Oh, I'm going to go through the entire list that's in front of me, and I'll share it with you. Number two, most healthy food that you as an American can consume at a score of 97. Canned peaches. Not, no, 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 not fresh peaches, canned peaches. Followed by Cheerios. Number n- number that was number th- number three is Cheerios with ninety five percent, pineapple ninety four percent. Then we're gonna drop down a little bit. Eighty one percent says non fat chocolate frozen yogurt. Seventy eight chocolate covered almonds. Seventy eight also orange juice with calcium. So you're telling me orange juice is not quite as healthy as canned peaches. Interesting. Um, Sweet potato fries and sweet potato chips. Both things that are fried in oil score 69. Number 60, or at 60, still in the to-be-moderated range, Lucky Charms. Grape juice is at 58. Grape juice is not as healthy as Lucky Charms. Now, here's things to be minimalized. They're in the 20s. At 29, egg fried in butter. Well, fuck you. That is my diet. I love eggs. Cheddar cheese at 28. And you're telling me that Dole canned peaches... Dole canned peaches are healthier than steak. 
Here you go. Here's the list. <laughs> I just look at this list and I have to fucking laugh my ass off. Man, oh man. Uh, if I were man, boy, oh boy, get me, get me some canned peaches pronto. Those are healthy. You know, the ones from Dole that are loaded in that syrup. Look, those are the peaches that I like. I like those as long as they're cold. I like pineapple. Nothing wrong with pineapple. But really, Lucky Charms, they're magically delicious. I know that. Lucky Charms have gigantic gobs of sugar in them. Steak pails to avocado toast. I call bologna. Bologna not on this list. Bologna, that's what I like. Um, To the National Institute of Health and to whoever came up with this guideline here. Fuck you too. That's all I have to say. Ain't nowhere on this list is chimichangas. Do you want to know what the healthiest food out there is? I'm going to tell you what the healthiest food out there is. If you believe in the food pyramid and all that kind of shit. Cowboys Grill cereal is not healthier than fresh vegetables. Well, I don't see any fresh vegetables on this list, honey. Do you work at the National Institute of Health? No, you don't, so I am not taking that. He spent how much money did they ask a six-year-old? Oh, red meat's at the bottom, Sanchez family. I'll tell you, the healthiest food out there is pizza. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. You've got your breads, okay? You've also got your fruits with tomato sauce. Oh, that's right. Tomatoes are fruits. So if you got your fruit vegetable or your fruit intake there, if you get bell peppers or onions or things like that, mushrooms on your pizza, those are all vegetables. Now, what's that other thing on there? Oh, cheese? That's right. There's your dairy. And let's say that you like some meat on there, some pepperoni or some ground beef or anything like that. There's your meat category. Did I? What did I leave out? I got vegetables. I got fruit. I got bread. I got milk. I got meat. Breast milk, most healthy. This list is a fucking joke. The fruits that go to the gym are pretty healthy. Yes, yes, they are. But this is, I look at this and I just go, this is fucking absurd. I, I don't have anything against Lucky Charms or, or Cheerios or things like that. But you're telling me that watermelon, which is probably one of the biggest wastes of fruit there is, is the healthiest thing that you can eat. Really. Really. That is so not true. They're trying to make fatties feel better, like how size medium is really a large because Miss Piggy will cry if she wears a large. Red meat is just as healthy as white meat. The whole red meat is bad as false narrative to get rid of cows because of climate change. Uh, Longhorn Wiener Dad, the tears of a Sooners fan. Now, those are delicious. Longhorn Wiener Dad, good morning to you, my friend. My brother, if you will. Anything from General Mills is loaded with shit in it. What do you mean, like Cheerios? What do you mean, like Lucky Charms? No. Come on. 
Come on. Once again, insulting the American people. I love it, though. I think it's fantastic. We're going to see a big run on watermelon this summer. And canned peaches, I would imagine those are going to be sold out. Um, the National Institute of Health put that together. That, that, that's who did that one, Zach. Fucking terrible. Um, I hate to do this story. I really hate to do this next story. I don't want to do it, but I have to because this is what I do. I do the bad stories, and you can get mad at me. More schools across the United States are putting mask mandates back in place. If I sound defeated, it's because I am. I thought that doctors and scientists were supposed to be smart. I really did. For the longest time, I thought doctors and scientists were supposed to be the smartest people that we go to. But it, it, it's, it's evident to me that they aren't smart at all. To me, the, they, might be, they might be book smart, they might be educational smart, and they can pronounce a lot of big words and things like that, like the Big Bang Theory shows. Your son's college is still on mask mandate. Because didn't we go through two years of a mask mandate? And yet, uh, I appreciate what you said there, straight fire. Don't worry, ass. It's only the next two weeks while we flatten the curve. We remember that, right? Look, I'm not going to get get loud and yell because that doesn't work anymore. I, I'm going to talk down to the powers that be right now and say, you guys are all a bunch of fucking retards. You're all a bunch of window-looking fucking monkey fuckers. That's all you do. Because for a year and a half, you forced Americans and kids, who, by the way, um, ogre, oh, good, more kids being distracted in the classroom chewing on their masks and not paying attention. That, they're masked. And do, do, we, all, do we all need to remember that masks didn't work? Do, do we not remember when the mask mandates went in place, the numbers skyrocketed? Am I the only one that paid attention? Am I the only one that watched as Americans wore masks and fights were being had in stores and people were getting in each other's face? God damn you, you put on a mask. Well, you stay six feet away from me. And we did. We stayed six feet away from each other. We wore masks. Ah. Yet... Somehow, somehow, weird, I don't know how it works this way, but somehow, the numbers went through the roof. And then we were given shots, or a lot of people. By the way, the military is no longer requiring shots, so if you join the military tomorrow, you don't have to worry about getting a COVID shot. 
Oh, if you were already in the military and you were almost forced out, fuck you. You got your shot. Remember the stupidity of the shot. The virus stops with every vaccinated person. Mm. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That was the lovely and brilliant Rachel Maddow who was speaking completely out of her anus. How many people that got the vaccination got sick? Including the commander-in-chief, not once, but twice. I mean... So now we're going to we're going to force kids to wear masks, which will, by the way, then lend to schools closing and kids coming home, and then that'll lend to more businesses closing and people coming home, and the federal government will go, hey, here's some money for you. Stay at home. We're going to see more businesses collapse. We're going to see more people out of work. We're going to see all that wonderful stuff again. Why? Because nobody fucking paid attention the first time. I paid attention. I knew what I was seeing. Um, let's see. If mask works, then why don't mask work? See, Nasty, that's a great, great question. China even came out and said, all this shit doesn't work. It just created depression. Sanchez family says Dyke. Dyke spelled with a Y. Except it's not an actual fucking vaccine. No, it's not, Alicia. All the mask mandate did was drop the number of bank robberies. Everyone looks like a robbery suspect now. But everyone, just remember, if you wear the mask and you get COVID, it won't be as bad. I can prove a negative. 100% of every COVID patient I had vaccinated and boosted, so uh, so much science, idiots. Because experimental RNA injection that actually kills your natural antibodies, why would they want to take that? Population control, maybe? I had a, a, a funny take on things last week. I thought about this. If we are, now, now look. If you want to take the shot, you can go ahead and take the shot. I don't care. I took the shot. I took one. Now, I believe that I had COVID over Christmas break. And I think I'm still dealing with that. No, I had the shot, but it was a year and a half ago I got the shot. So, obviously, it's worn off by then. I didn't do any of the boosters. I refused to do those. I think those are stupid. I don't, I, I don't understand why you get a shot, you need a booster six months later, and then you need another booster another three months later after that. That, to me, doesn't sound like it worked. And that's one reason why I didn't get it done. Um, the reason why I did get it is because I wanted to have that piece of paper to say I could go places. That, that's the only reason. I, di- I didn't do it because I thought it was going to work. Not at all. And it didn't. It didn't work. But, hey, let's fuck with the kids some more. Let's make them wear masks. Hell, let's send them home. We're going to make you the fucking teachers again. 
Imagine Arnie getting sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah, that shit ain't going to happen. Whitewash says, we're going to see Gavin Newsom going to the French Laundry for dinner with his friends, for lobbying, and going on vacation with his family in states that are not locked down, just like he did two years ago. Yes. Uh, I got my combination to combat Delta, but the strains uh, after that are weak, and the boosters aren't going to help unless you're a bubble boy or an 80-year-old. Now, look. I remember when I came out and I said, this is a cold, and people got mad at me. And I said, look, if you have underlying health issues, you might want to look into it because it is dangerous. It was very, very dangerous for the elderly, kind of like the flu, very dangerous for the elderly. Oh, and infants. Flu, very deadly for infants. Um. I'm not going to spend any more time on this. I'm going to. I'm telling you that schools are doing this in an effort to get ready. I don't want the ass family caught off guard when your local news comes on tonight and says that Governor Gavin Newsom is requiring masks at all events now. I don't want you to say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second! Where'd this come from?" I see it. I see it in the tea leaves. Yeah, Longhorn Wiener Dad says, same, wanted the paper so I could get where the fuck I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I call them assholes because they treated me like shit for not getting it. Oh, I look, look. The way that they treated the nurses and the first responders, I, I still don't have words for that. I think even my words would be too dirty for the Internet. The way that you treated the first responders, who were there? Day in, day out, on the front lines, helping these sick people. Before there was a vaccine. You were putting the first responders in harm's way. And the first responder says, that's our job. Why? Because they are built that way. And then you had the nerve, the nerve to fire those nurses What kind of roly-poly piece of shit are you? How dare you? Everybody that was in charge of firing nurses should never work in healthcare in any field ever again. They should be homeless on the streets in, in Southern California. That is the only thing you are qualified for. Fire nurses. You've got to be out of your goddamn mind. Um, see, um, Lisa says, I never talk shit to the people that got it, but they sure as fuck talk shit on me. Ever since our fucktard governor here in New Mexico got, got reelected, I fully expect mandates to come back within a year. My 92-year-old Nona got it. Not bad either. She's fine. I had flu-like symptoms one day and was fine. I'm a COVID survivor without a vax. Maybe that can be a T-shirt. Hell yeah, it can. Look, I didn't get it. I, I didn't really get it, I, and I don't even know if I had it. I didn't get tested. I was sick. Last week, two weeks ago, y'all, y'all can still hear it. I'm still coughing. Now, now, Tommy was on the show the other day. He also got the first vaccination, not because he had to, because he pretty much the same reason I did. No, no updates on that, and uh, he's gotten it like two or three times. 
talked to him about his symptoms. I had the same symptoms. Coughing up a lung, sick, like flu-like feeling. I, I felt like shit. Hey, it's fine. I, I don't mind having it. I survived. School bringing back mask mandates just gives them an inch or uh, give them an inch or just two weeks. We are all in this together. No, I don't uh, know. I want a T-shirt that just says pure blood. Uh, look, th- this is so stupid. I, I'd, like I said, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I know. I, I, I and, and by the way, I will. When the mask mandates come out, which I believe they will. I'm betting they're going to wait to do it until summer. They're going to let the kids try to finish out school this year. Because I imagine they lost way too money, too much money. Um, without the kids going to school. All right. Now, now, look, I told you yesterday that I was done reporting on Prince Harry and the Markles, but these two stories are fantastic. And I have a, a, an audio clip that I want to play for you as well. Prince William. Or, or I'm sorry, Prince Harry, this sniveling little fucking bastard, in his book has come out and said, the only reason I was brought into this world was in case something happened to Willie. <laughs> Harry claims he grew up knowing he was born in case his brother needed a kidney or a blood transfusion. Now, this is somebody who said he loved his mama very, very much, and his mama loved him very, very much. Yet, he's, he's besmirching her by saying the only reason why she got pregnant was so that Willie could have some extra parts. <sighs> if that shit comes back, we're pulling out. If the jab becomes required, we're leaving California. I don't blame you. Kale says, I've seen a lot of my friends, family, and co-workers who got sick this winter and multiple times tested negative for COVID multiple times. RSV was what was going around because we shut down our immune system for two years, so uh, it, it, they took, took us out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, Prince Harry says this, and this is what I want to play you. I love this guy now. I used to not like Piers Morgan. But everything that Piers Morgan got fired for, oh, he's getting his here. Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. I took two weeks off and all hell broke loose. But as usual, most of the hell is coming from Prince Harry's mouth. He moved to California, uh, rocking the foundations of the British monarchy. Uh, it was about three years ago they quit now. Seems like forever, doesn't it? Uh, the claims he's made this week have detonated a bomb. But this weapons-grade hypocrite has done nothing more than reduce his own reputation to rubble. And after torching what's left of the bridges back to his family, he now begins a new personal journey, we're told, one that ends with ridicule and irrelevance. The prince who fled Britain to protect his family's privacy has laid bare every tawdry detail of his private life, from drug abuse to intimate conversations with his father, the king, even at Prince Philip's funeral. The dad who fears for the security of his family, apparently, has put a target on their backs now and on the backs of the royal family and on his former military colleagues what? with his stupid boasts about killing 25 Taliban, or as he calls them, chess pieces. And the Be Kind ambassador, so earnestly invested in women's rights, brags about mocking a disabled matron at his prep school. He names her. She's called Pat. He said she was greasy and too ugly for him to feel horny. Think about that woman tonight. 
<laughs> having to deal with that Poor in what honey. will be one of the biggest red books of the year. How does she feel if she's still around? I don't know. How do her family feel about that? He also exposes how he lost his virginity, says he mounted some woman behind a pub and she spanked him on his ass. Did he check that terminology with Meghan Markle? Hasn't she just literally done a podcast series trying to eliminate sexist terminology from men? <laughs> oh dear Harry. The discarded son who just wants private, clear-the-air talks with his family, if only he wasn't scared they'd be leaked, has now leaked everything. And I mean everything. I read it all today. It is mind-blowing. Most outrageously of all, Harry and Meghan allow claims to swirl about racism in the royal family for almost two years. They made a six-hour documentary about it. They accepted a Human Rights Award last month for fighting structural racism in the royal family, all based on what they told Oprah Winfrey. But now Harry's decided that apparently that's not what they meant at all. In the Oprah interview, yeah. you accuse members of your family... Let me get this straight on a serious point. The race... Because he is an unbelievable village idiot, and I think it's all <laughs> our fault. Honestly, it's not the fact that he was useless at school and got no qualifications, which is why he's doing all this stupid stuff. It's the British press's fault. We're responsible for everything, including his ginger hair. And I'd like to apologise for giving him ginger hair. It's awful. We should never have done it. But let me get this straight on a serious point. The racist British press blamed for six hours straight of that Netflix bilge for hounding Meghan out of our racist country, driven at the top by a racist royal family. Apparently, it's the press that's to blame for saying that Meghan Markle's claims of racism were claims of racism. Now, this had consequences, what they said to Oprah Winfrey. I was forced out of my last job presenting Good Morning Britain, True. a job I really enjoyed, because I said I didn't believe these claims without firm evidence. There wasn't any. And now we get told it wasn't racism. Exactly is what I suspected at the time. Do I get an apology? No. Does Sharon Osbourne, one of my guests tonight, does she get restored to her job at the CBS show? No. Because she got fired for offering support on Twitter for my right to my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because apparently I'd said racist things. It turned out those racist things were not believing Meghan Markle's racism claims. Now they say they didn't mean racism. So does Sharon get her job back? No. Will they give back that award? No. That they got for the heroic battle no. against structural racism in the royal family? No. Now we know there was no racism? structural or otherwise. Across three new interviews and 416 whining pages of his book, Spare Me, as I call it, Harry lambasts <laughs> the British press and his family for colluding with the British press. His bitterness and bile for Camilla, the Queen Consul, is shocking. This is the love of his father's life, who he brands a dangerous villain. How was she dangerous? Because of the need for her to rehabilitate her image. That made her dangerous? That made her dangerous because of the connections that she was forging within the British press. And there was open willingness on both sides to trade of information. And with a family built on hierarchy, and with her on the way to being Queen Consort, there was going to be people or bodies left in the street because of that. Bodies left in the street, says the guy who boasted about killing 25 Taliban. Actual bodies that he left in the street. 
and then boasted about it, which has now enraged the entire Muslim world. <laughs> but Camilla was apparently dangerous because she forged relationships with the media, says the man who's pocketed over $100 million by forging relationships with media entities like Netflix, Spotify, Oprah Winfrey, James Corden, CBS, ABC, and so it goes on. He says his brother, the Prince of Wales, attacked him because he was riled by reading stories and metabloids, but also that his brother placed those stories and metabloids himself. He slams a memoir by Diana's butler, Paul Burrell, as one man's self-justifying, self-centering version of events. My God, the irony of this! <laughs> From a man who's literally just produced the single most self-justifying, centering, self-centering version of events imaginable. And if we want any more evidence of Harry's complete loss of self-awareness and utter delusion, it's surely in that claim that the book, the book was never intended to do any harm or hurt to his family. You said you want your father and brother back. Mm. Do you think that this book is going to bring them back? No. Nope. Or are they going to further divide you? I have thought about it long and hard. No, you haven't. And as You're far as I see it, the divide couldn't be greater before this book. But I genuinely believe that if me and my family can reconcile, can put our differences behind us, but first there needs to be conversation and accountability. On and your part. Happen, then that's very sad. Compensation and accountability. Is that a joke? <laughs> Is that a joke? You're the one doing all the attacking. You're the bully. You're the one trashing your family in public. Not the family that stayed silent throughout this onslaught that's been going on now for several years. What's sad, Harry, is your public self-destruction and the remorseless way you've savaged your own loved ones to airbrush yourself. Please don't make my final days a misery, King Charles said to Harry after Prince Philip's memorial. We know that because Harry's told us. He's revealed that most excruciatingly private conversation with his father, our new king. Imagine what he would have said if a tabloid newspaper had revealed that conversation. It's disgusting. How dare you invade my family's privacy? This proves what I say about you all. You're revolting. Yeah, maybe. But what does it make you? Now, you've done exactly the same thing that you've been ranting about for years. Harry and Meghan, let's be clear, have sold their royal souls for a life as reality stars, trading every private cough and splutter for cash. The royal family has said nothing about this volley of abuse. It's maintained a dignified silence, which I think is the correct response. Because without the royal gravitas, without the titles, Harry and Meghan, well, what are they? They're just another version of the Kardashians. They've gone for broke with this latest instalment of The Only Way is Sussex, but we might finally be closing in, hopefully, on the final episode. Like I said, I'm not the world's biggest Piers Morgan guy, but after that rant, I tell you what, I got a whole lot of more respect for that man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Boy, Harry, if you, when your daddy gets coronated, I would stay the fuck away. I'd go to Hawaii. I would be in a different climate on a different part of the earth. Mm-mm. This ginger motherfucker has about as much credibility as the interns who came up with We Too Low and Holy Fuck. Um, 
Laughed my ass out, calling his gingerness. Longhorn says, I'm using that, bro. Daryl and Russell were only conceived in case I need it. <laughs> oh, that is funny. That is funny. Hi, Mama says, I started watching the documentary yesterday. Fuck, I watched the first three. I can't get through the next one. It was too mind-numbingly stupid. Uh, now I've only watched the first two. I do feel bad for him having to deal with the media his whole life like he has. And now he's using it for his own gains, his own financial gains. Remember, Netflix gave him $100 million. Spotify, who, and by the way, I, I take serious offense to this. Very serious offense to this. If I were to ever say, look, look I'm just going to tell you right now. If I were to ever see uh, Meghan Markle and, and, and Harry out and about, I'm getting my fucking, I'm getting my value. Spotify gave them $150 million for their podcasts. She's created, what, five, six? So she worked as much as I did last week. And I was sick. I didn't get $150 million from Spotify. I've got 31 years' experience behind a microphone. I'm in the fucking Hall of Fame. Spotify's not knocking down my fucking door. And she has these in-depth, inane, stupid conversations with people about women's rights and things like that. When Harry goes and says, oh, yeah, I made fun of a girl in school because she was greasy and ugly, and I couldn't get horny for her. There are, I believe there are six. There are six parts to this, this series on Netflix. <clears throat> Why haven't they completely excommunicated him? They're, I think they're in the, the process, and the only reason why they haven't done it fully yet is because they just fully excommunicated pretty much Prince uh, Andrew. And Andrew was fucking teenagers. I mean, he, he, he deserved it a long time ago, and it took him forever. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Um, the reason why his family hasn't kicked him out is the reason why I didn't do the same with my family. Because they're my family. It finally, it got me until two years ago when I finally said enough. My family treated me like a, a, a red-headed stepchild. Not my dad, not my mom, not my grandma, but everybody else. And I have, I have taken that, and I use it now, and I call myself the chosen one. They're all jealous of me. Why? Because I stuck it out with my dad. I was born in 1971. My birth mother died in 1972. I never knew her. They knew her. My dad fell in a deep depression, and he married a woman the day before my first birthday, and he married her, and they stayed married until the day she died. 26 years. Nobody in my family forgave my dad for that. They wanted him to be alone. 
They couldn't believe that he got remarried so soon. How dare he do that when he has a 10-year-old daughter and a five-month-old son and the love of his life is dead. My middle sister moved out when she was 15, crushing my father's soul even more. Yet I was told by my grandmother and my father, look, they're family. This is what family does. Well, not my family. I'll say it. My family hated me. Why? I don't know. Because I stuck it out with dad. I didn't bolt on him. One of the greatest days of my entire life was when I got the phone call from a person who was like family to me at that time who's since stabbed me in the back and told me we were offered the Sacramento job in radio, a big market, because we busted our ass in Reno. And I loved Reno. I have nothing against Reno, but it's a small market. And the initial phone call I got, my dad was sitting across from me, and I was so excited. I was so excited that I turned the job down. I said, I can't. Why couldn't I? Because my mom, Jeannie, had died two months before that. And there was no way. My dad had dad and I had a two-and-a-half-hour conversation about this. There was no way I was leaving my dad high and dry. And my dad said, take the job. He goes, I'm going to travel. I'm going to do things. And my dad did. My dad went and traveled. He, he mended fences that with, with his daughters. But they still knew that I was the chosen one. Prince Harry ain't got shit on me when it comes to family. Tell you a little story. My family decided they were going to have a big family reunion. Now, I was excited for this because I wanted to see my Uncle Smokey. I wanted to see my Uncle Bob. I wanted to see all these people I hadn't seen in years because of my radio career. Because I was establishing myself in radio. And when you establish yourself in a career like radio, you don't get a lot of time off. You have a lot of work to do. It's not hard work. No, it's not hard work at all. I'm not going to say that I'm fucking in the salt mines. You know, I'm not, you know, taking canaries with me down the hole. It's a lot of time. I was so excited about this family reunion because they were going to have it on a weekend during a two-week break of ours, and I could go, and I was so happy. One week before we were to go, we got a phone call. It said, hey, 
the family reunion's been moved back. And I said, well, why? Well, now I had this cousin, and I didn't know this cousin very well. He worked in the White House. Uh, he, he was uh, on President Nixon's staff. He was an ambassador at one time. My cousin Alan Woods is his name. He was kind of the chosen one before me. And he died. Died unexpectedly. He had two kids. His wife died. Five years earlier. The wife had remarried and moved on with her life. And she informed the family that her and the girls couldn't get away that weekend. So the entire family reunion was canceled. And I said, okay. Didn't, didn't understand it. I couldn't make the next one. So dad and I went. And we saw some family members, but we didn't get to see everybody because everybody changed their plans. And this was the trip where I was sitting there. I was sitting at my, uh, my sister Mary Jo's house. And uh, I remember my brother Tom, who married Mary Jo. I call him my brother because he was in the family pretty much as long as I was. So. And I remember he took me out of the room because he didn't want me to hear what they had to say. And what they had to say was this, my Aunt Dottie. She said, boy, it really, it, it, the offense that Jerry and Arnie have to show up this week. It's not like Arnie has a real job. I got to hear that. Tom took me away because he knows my temper. Um... I heard that, and from that moment on, I was like, well, I'm pretty much done with these people. Yet my dad didn't let me be done with those people. And my dad, who I did forgive for this incident, um, we were supposed to go to a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game because my family is from St. Louis. I was the only one chosen to be born in Texas. And I love going to Cardinal games with Tom. We, we love, I mean, we had so much fun. The old Bush Stadium, it had that smell of a ballpark in, of it. We had tickets to go to a night game that week. Well, Tom was a little tired from work. My dad sat me down and said, hey, we're not going to go to the game tonight. It's going to be hot, and everybody's tired. And this was my only opportunity to go. And, of course, I didn't want to rock the boat. I wanted to be along because, quote, this is my family. We didn't go. Now, Dad was staying an extra week. I had to get back to my non-real job, you remember? I was flying out on a Saturday. And I remember Friday. A lot of people ask me about my alcoholism and things like that. The closest I've ever come to ending my sobriety was that Saturday. Because Friday night, my dad sat down and goes, hey, we're going to the Cardinal game tomorrow. A day game. Which meant it was going to be even hotter than the night game we were supposed to go to. 
do you mind if we drop you off at the airport a few hours early so we can go to the game? What am I supposed to say? No. I said, okay, no problem. And I remember being in uh, the airport there in St. Louis, very famous airport. Can't think of the name of it now. Um, oh, shit. Limburg, Limburg Airport. I remember sitting in the bar. Watching the Cardinal game, saying, oh, on-field temperatures are 130 degrees. Literally, on the field, the AstroTurf at that time was 130 degrees. And there's my family at the ball game. While I'm sitting in an airport waiting for a flight. A few years go by, I forgive them all. Because that's what you're supposed to do with family. My dad dies, we come out, we make this this really great speech, Patty and I, and we, we mended our fences. This is the same girl who told me that I was responsible for my mother's death when I was five years old. During Star Trek, well, that's why I never watched Star Trek. Every time I see Star Trek, I think of that conversation. I remember asking my dad point blank, did I kill mom? Of course I didn't. But an angry 15-year-old girl is going to say that, and I understand. And I let it go for a long time. But to be treated the way I've been treated, I say fuck them. To wrap up this entire long-ass fucking story, and I'm sorry about it, but I want I, I, what Harry's doing is such a... a, a Shit thing to do to people who really do have family issues. For him to do what he's doing, I will fucking physically assault him if I ever see him in public. And yes, Ken Dog, y'all are my family now. I have a family. I have a, a, a nucleus of a family that I'm very protective of here in, in our house. Very protective. Because I don't want this family to go away. I don't want the ass family to go away. I had another family that, that I thought was my family in radio. Well, and they proved their fucking value. Knowing everything I had been through. Um, paleontologists have uncovered a new species of dinosaur, the Cunosaurus Patty Mary Jewess. <laughs> I, I think it's important that I share my story with you guys in case anybody, like, has to go through like this to know that you're not alone. To know. By the way, I turned down the Seattle job, too, because I was too far away from Dad. I know a lot of people love the stories of my dad. They loved hearing my dad on the air. I will say this, if you like me and you like this show, you say a special thank you to Jerry States.
because he is the only reason I'm still broadcasting today. I could have got other jobs. I was young at that time. I'm not young anymore. He said, take those jobs. I'm a plane ride away. Sassy Pam, you want to say happy anniversary for the catch? Something I didn't get to watch with my dad because he was in the nut house at the time because he drank gasoline. That's a whole other story. Uh, the reason why the Ass family is a bit more sincere is because we're not radio jerk-offs, nor we accept to sit idly by as miscreant random listeners talk toxic shit to you. We police that shit right off the bat. You're damn right you do. And I do the same thing for y'all. Thank you for sharing, Arnie, and a huge thank you to your dad. <laughs> Every time you picture fucking Patty and Selma from The Simpsons, Patty and Selma are a lot better looking than my buck-tooth older sister, fucking Mary Jo, and my fat alcoholic sister, Patty, who, by the way, I hate. In case they're listening, I hate you. If you need a kidney, call somebody else. If your kids need a kidney, call somebody else, because you turn them against me as well. And that's fine. That is fine and dandy with me. Because I got a whole new family. I got a big family. I got a family that, that lives by the credo of fuck around and find out. Uh, let's see, Arnie, God bless your father. You were the man you today because of him, the ass family. All owe him enormous thank you. I, I Look, and the truth of the matter is this. A lot of people ask me. They, some people, you know, they like to have a little bit of fun. Say, oh, you're broadcasting Hall of Fame. It's Nevada. It doesn't matter. I'm in a fucking Hall of Fame. And I wanted that honor. And I wanted that statue for one reason. One reason only. And I got to do it. I walked into my dad's house. He was sitting there. He was excited to see me. I was on a weekend break. And I said, Dad, I got a gift for you. And I handed him my Hall of Fame trophy. And he put that in front of his TV until the day he died. I have it now, but that trophy belongs to my dad. So there you go. Hank Mike says, there's no blood relatives. I would li ever lift a finger to help. Family is what you make of it, not what you're born into. Don't forget the star at the Silver Legacy. Yes, I do have a star at the Silver Legacy as well. At one time, I sold more tickets than any other comedy act at that place. Very proud of those accomplishments. Why? Because you guys made those accomplishments happen. Sure, my talent got me in the door of radio, but y'all liking what I say? Y'all liking my, my humor, my sense of humor? Is the reason why I'm sitting here today. I owe you all a great debt of gratitude. And this is why I, I, I try to work so hard and put this show together. And make this show different than any other shows that you can hear. We like to have a lot of fun on this show. And we have moments where we just had for the last half hour. 
some real moments. These aren't moments that I like doing. I don't like blubbering like an idiot on the air. I fucking hate it. But it's real. And don't ever let somebody get away with saying, well, we're family. We're family. Well, family don't treat each other that way. Um, with all that said, we're going to take a break here. 775-357-FANS is the number. Arnie Radio 1 at gmail.com.
Try to get through them. Okay, I'm, I'm done getting teary-eyed today. Um, Arnie, I haven't said much of this uh, on here, but one of the reasons I'm still here, I was in a very dark place that day. I reached out to you when you were still on the air on that sports show, and you took time out to talk to me even though we didn't know each other. You're a human being. If I had gone through those struggles and I can help people through those struggles, that's my job. My job is to make you laugh, and if I can help you at the same time, you're damn right I'm going to do that too. I didn't know you stack hard, but you're a, you're a human being that was hurting. I know what that feels like. I know what I, I, I know that there are ways around it, and there are things you can do, and those are all the easy path. You chose to take the hard path. And that's why, uh, let, let me read what Christopher says, and then I'll get back to Stackar. He says, I know what it feels like to be unwanted. Your story breaks my heart every time. You're so lucky that you had your father in your life. He loved you so much, and you were best friends. Honestly, I wish I had that too. God bless Jerry and Arnie States. God bless the ass family. Love you all. God damn it, Christopher, you son of a bitch. 
Um, but Stackard says, and in 45 days, I will be six years sober. That is fantastic news right there. Hold on one second. And uh, now this next part, <clears throat> this is fucked up. I had a cousin a few weeks ago throw a full cup of alcohol on me because he wanted people to think I was drinking at a party. And it really fucked me up because we were close and he knows my struggles. Well, let me just tell you something here. I know a lot. I, I talk a, a good, tough game about throwing hands all the time, and I haven't thrown hands in a long time. But I'll tell you this right now. I ain't going to win every single fight I'm in, but somebody's going to get hurt. And if I ever had a family member throw alcohol on me and tell people I was drinking, it'd be on like neck bone. Now, I know that, that we're different cultures, and I don't know what, what happens there, but I'm telling you right now, an ass whooping is what is, is prescribed. Dr. States is in the house, Dakar, and I prescribe you an ass whooping on that motherfucker. You keep up the good work. I know how hard it is. Um, last night I got an awesome text message from somebody who was on their way to their uh, nine-month meeting. They're celebrating nine-month sobriety. And I told that person, I said, look, when you get to a year, but you got to live one day at a time. When you get to a year, I will send you my number one coin. My first-year coin is my dad's first-year coin. And Brady Kid's like, no, you can't give that away. I said, no, I have to because my dad gave it to me in order so I could give it to somebody else someday. And I'm very happy to do that. I, when, when people ask me about drinking and things like that, I, I am more than happy to take time and talk to them about it and the struggles, whether they're down on their, 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 their life and, and they want to end things. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be in that gray world. You don't have to be alone. You got me. Fuck, I'm, I'm a social media click away. Uh, stack car, that cousin needs to go fucking bounce a banana. No shit. Sounds like your cousin doesn't need to be around at parties, Dakar. Yeah. Oh, that, that that pisses me off. And I and and look, look, my job, my main job is to make you laugh and entertain you. And I will tell you this: I have done my share of alcohol. I've done lots of drugs. Man, oh man! And let me tell you, I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you, as I always am. If you were to put a a a box full of Vicodin in front of me and a bottle of Jack Daniels in front of me. You can keep the Jack Daniels because I don't want to be hung over. Those pills, though, whoo, boy, do they make the pain go away. And I ain't talking about the physical pain. But I can't take those because I'm not very good at them. Um, but uh, I, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. and I but But the one drug that I don't have to give up, and I'm very happy to announce this. Uh, next Tuesday night, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign up and do my first open mic night here in Dallas. Um, I can't wait to do it. Uh, no, it, I'm going to work some new material out eventually, but uh, the first five minutes that I get back on stage, because I haven't been on stage for a little while, oh, I'm, going, I'm, I'm doing Donkey Show, and I'm doing the uh, doctor that, that, that killed the girl when she sucked his dick and she had cocaine on it. Those are two great ones there. I got a lot of great material that I can use. 
And I got good new material that I will eventually use on open mic nights. But that first one, and I think they, they, they do a contest. I want to fucking win. I want to fuck around. I want to win. I get five minutes on stage. Hell yeah. Pork snorkel. <laughs> yep. Um, and you preserve, uh, in spite of Braddy's brattiness, <laughs> you're a saint. Oh, Braddy Kid has gotten me through so much. I don't give her a lot of credit because she gets a big spoil, big big head about it. Braddy Kid saved my life. I ain't gonna lie. Braddy Kid's very important to me. I don't like it when she's down. I don't like it when people fuck with her. People fuck with her, they're gonna find out. Don't tell her I said that. Uh, don't forgetting a refund for the bologna loaf. Yeah. Oh, oh, the bologna. Oh, I want to do that so bad. See, I want to do that. I want to do that on video though. If you don't know what Ogre's talking about, let me tell you. I want to walk into a fucking Sprouts or a Whole Foods. And I want to walk in there with a whole loaf of bologna. One of them big old, like, five-pounders. I want to walk in there with that and Vaseline and return them and go, this was a bad idea. Uh, y'all heard it. His happiest day wasn't our wedding day. Oh, come on now. Um, <clears throat> all right, moving on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Next Tuesday, first open mic. And then uh, I, well, Dallas Comedy Club is another one that I'm going to do. So I'm, I'm going to start doing I'm starting to get stuff ready. I've talked to Morty the Mortician up in uh, Sacramento. He's producing a lot of shows. He's putting a lot of shit together. So we could be working on something big. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. By the way, uh, Mega Millions was not hit last night, meaning it the the new deal will be one point like three five billion dollars. <laughs> Next drawing, I believe, is a Friday. Man, oh man, somebody gonna get paid. Ain't gonna be me because you ain't gonna win if you play. Now is when everybody wants to play. Friday, wait, wait, wait. all you Nevada residents that are going up to Tahoe for the weekend, avoid, avoid, avoid every convenience store on the California side because the lines will be out the doors. Everybody buying their tickets because now they're going to win. Now it's worth playing. I love those. Those people are my favorite. Oh, the jackpot's only $200 million. It's not worth playing. Really? You got a better shot to win the $200 million than you do the $1.35 billion? You big dummy. Good Lord. Now, if an ass family member wins this, then the, 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 the ass show gets a tax. I'm just letting you know. Uh, but yes, now it's like $1.35 billion on Friday. Holy shit. That's a lot of money. No lines in trucking, okay. Yep, uh, swoosh, that's right. Every day it gets better with Braddy Kid. Every single day. Man, oh man, does it get better. All right, we got a couple of our favorite states in the news today. Uh, first one we'll start with is the lovely state of Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. 
college free speech advocacy group is suing Oklahoma State. No, not because their football team sucks donkey tail, but because they are trying to suppress and punish students for constitutionality-protected speech regarding political and social issues. Meaning, on the campus of Oklahoma State, if you say something to someone and they get offended, or if you're a student at Oklahoma State and you're not on campus and you say something that can offend another student, or if you're off campus on your social media and say something, you can get expelled from Oklahoma State University. Man, oh man, isn't higher education wonderful? Isn't this where you go to learn about free speech? What's happened to the colleges? Obviously, they've been indoctrinated so much with these whack-job liberal beliefs. And, And what surprises me is it happens at schools like Oklahoma State. Oklahoma is a very conservative state. Very conservative state. I would say Oklahoma is more conservative than Texas when it comes down to it, except at their universities, where they are whack-job liberals out of their fucking minds. You used to be able to really, really grow free speech on college campuses, and then something happened. And now, if you go against the liberal narrative, well, you're shut down, you're kicked out, you're villainized. I mean, all we have to do is go to Arizona State two years ago where there are two white kids who were studying in the multicultural area, and they were just sitting there on their computers. They weren't talking. They weren't doing anything loud. Two African-American students, I'll say it, black students came up to them and told them to leave Because they aren't welcome there. I don't know what this new narrative is. I'm trying to pick up on it where Lizzo comes out and says, I don't make music for white people. By the way, that's racist. The definition of racism isn't white versus black. The definition of racism is when you allow a group to do something, but not another group, based on the color of their skin. That's racism. The end. But somehow they're getting around that. I, 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 I don't understand it. Um, I heard that smartass in your voice. What? No, hot mama. Come on. Every day is better. Uh, if I win, you're getting a new next-door neighbor and a co-host on the same day. Hey, we got houses available in this neighborhood. Uh, your chance of winning the lottery do not change uh, the amount of people who play for the price is the same percentage of winning no matter what. Yeah, you're not going to win. Uh, that's fine. I don't listen to Lizzo when I can give two fucks less. I understand, and, and I appreciate that. What I'm saying is, though, she's allowed to say things like that. Can you imagine if George Strait came out and said, I don't make music for colored people or... Or if he were to say black people, I know colored people would be wrong. If George Strait were to come out and say, I'll make music for black people, 
Well, first of all, he's got a cowboy hat on. That means he's racist. Secondly, what he said was racist. And I, will, I, would, I would second that. I would go, that's pretty fucking racist there, George. I'd still listen to him. Um, school is just a brainwashing liberal tool now. That, that's what it sounds like. So what you're saying is the entire ass family would at some point be expelled from Oklahoma State. Oh, this show would never be allowed there. Oh, God. Oh, God, if you're a student at Oklahoma State right now and you're listening to this show, take cover. They're coming for you. Lizzo makes music for hippos, which shouldn't be in Columbia. No, no, that, you know what? That is very true. I've heard that somewhere. A reminder, Columbia shouldn't have a hippo problem. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I love that soundbite. That's, that's probably my all-time favorite soundbite. Um... Fuck Lizzo, I'll listen to Adele. Oh, God damn it. If I want to hear a fat bitch sing. Thank you, Alicia. We didn't get it out yet today. Hello. Yeah, we know it's you. It's me. You're fat. I was wondering no. if after all these years you'd like to me to go. Is, is that, is that M-E-A-T? Uh, with you, probably, and it's deep fried. The term colored people is now back in fashion, haven't you heard? It's all about people of color now. White is no longer color. They should remove it from the Crayola box. White was a shitty color in the Crayola box anyway. Because if you look at people, we ain't white. We're peach. If you were one of those kids, and I, I, my grandma changed the price tag on them. You remember the Crayola 64? You remember the big box of Crayolas? I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. I got it for 99 cents. It was like $6.99. My parents ain't going to pay that. So, and, and it had the, you remember the shitty crayon sharpener in there? Never worked. It never got back to that great edge. But when you, like, drew stuff, when you drew stuff, and you were drawing, like, a person, you, you had to color in the white people as peach. Yeah, we aren't white. We're peach. Her voice is still fat. Yeah, it is. Remember the good old racist days when flesh-colored crayons were basically honky? It was peach. Uh, that's the box that had the sharpener on the side. Yeah, hell yeah, it was. And that sharpener didn't work for shit. Man, when you ran down the good edges of a crayon as a kid, you're like, that one's done. Same thing with flesh band-aids. Like, black people or Mexicans don't get cut. Well, they make them now. I, I remember I got a box one year of the uh, the, the skin-toned <laughs> band-aids, and I got the black-skinned one. <laughs> because all the, uh, like, all the little things, like, uh, on when you, when you send, like, Facebook memes and you, you send the hand or the big hook em horns or whatever, yeah, I always choose the black ones. I always send that one. That's, those are my favorite to use. The only thing kids draw in school now are guns. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Oh, man, this is crazy. Golfers were sent scrambling for safety as 45-foot waves hit the 14th hole at the Monterey Peninsula Country Club. I played that golf course. I played that hole. That hole is on the other side of 17 Mile. There's only two, two holes like that. Wow. That's awesome. Hold on a second. Let's see here. I got video of this. Holy shit. 
is it play? God damn it. I don't want to see the ad, but play it. Fox exclusive. Uh, oh, more of this nature shit. Uh, years on planet Earth. Okay, there we are. I've seen that hole. I've played it. 45 foot. Oh my god. Boy, that is doing some damage. Here it comes. Holy Jesus. Good Lord. I don't see nobody surfing out there. It's going to get us. Go, 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 dummy. They're running like a champ. There you go. I'll save this one for you. I need to see this shit. This is crazy. Wow. And then it hits and pretty much just erodes everything. Woo! Well, that's an expensive golf course. I'll never forget the first Bentley I ever saw was in the Monterey Peninsula Country Club parking lot. I played every course on the uh, on the peninsula except Cypress Point. Santa Cruz and Monterey are getting washed out. That's terrible because you're in a night school for God's sakes. What do you think happens in night school? <laughs> Man, oh man, that's fucking terrible to see. Oh, I hate seeing that stuff. But yeah, I, I, and uh, <laughs> Cypress Point, it, literally, they have like four people play that course a day. The members, membership dues yearly are split evenly between all their members. They, 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 they get the cost of everything, what it costs to maintain the course, and then they divide it evenly among the members. I remember I, I was playing Pebble Beach one day. This is back when I was, you know, somebody. I was playing Pebble, and uh, we had like a 2 o'clock tea time. And I remember we woke up early, and I said, well, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's go over to Cypress so I can buy a hat. I want a hat from Cypress Point. Cypress Point's a beautiful golf course. Designed by the same guy who designed Augusta National. And at that time, I was a major golf. Yeah, cart path only. That's the thing that sucks about Pebble Beach. That's why you walk Pebble. I've played Pebble Beach. I've been lucky. Knock on wood. And I got to take my dad three times. I've played Pebble six times in my life. Um, I've paid for it twice. But it's cart path only. And it sucks. I walked that course. The last three times I played Pebble, I shot 81. All three times. It pissed me off. I wanted to break 70. I wanted to break 80. I wanted to, make, I wanted to shoot in the 70s at Pebble because Pebble's not a hard golf course. Um, but I'll never forget, we pulled into the Cypress Point parking lot, and the parking lot's tiny. Like, if, if you're going down 17-mile drive, the most photographed hole in golf is number 16 at Cypress. Uh, it's, it's a par 3. It's about 280 yards downhill into the ocean. Beautiful hole. I imagine that hole's washed out now. Um, but I pull in the parking lot, and all I want is a hat. All I want is a Cypress Point hat and possibly a flag because I used to have, I still have it somewhere in, in my stuff, all my golf flags from all the courses I've played. Um, and I remember I pulled in, I got out of the car. I, I, I look good. I mean, for a fat guy who played golf, I was the best ref golfer you'll ever see. Had a kick-ass fucking sweater vest on, polo underneath it, good-looking shorts. I was looking good. 
I got it out of the car. Two cart kids came up to me immediately. And I mean, they were close. Like, they were like fighting distance. They're like, can we help you, sir? And I said, uh, I'd like to buy a hat, possibly a flag inside. Sorry, sir. Uh, course rules, no shorts. It's like 85 degrees. I'm like, no fucking shorts? He's like, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And the dude opened my car door for me. I was like, fuck. Same golf course that kicked Arnold Palmer off because he didn't have a tee time. I was like, all right, I joined my namesake. Arnie, you're somebody, which is way better than being anybody. Yeah, that is very true. Thank you, gay-ass, not gay-ass guy. A washed-out hole? That sounds like me after trying out the bidet. Well, if you didn't fucking ruin the damn toilet all the time with your damn gigantic dumps, I mean... Drop into Alicia's theme right there. Course rules or rules of the land. It's not like you were on the course. Well, I was in their parking lot, so they're like, "Yep, get out." They opened your car door. Oh fucking hell, no, they did. I was, I was like, "What the shit?" But I, you know, I, I, I still haven't got to play that course. It, if. If somebody ever said, hey, Arnie, I got you an invite to play Cypress, oh, I'd be at the driving range in, in literally a second. I'd be hitting golf balls in my backyard trying to get ready. Uh, they can open my door if one of them is Joe Pesci and they're reaching into their coats. I, it felt like, I, I felt like I was about to get assaulted by these two young cart kids. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Gosh. I remember I stayed one time. The first time we went to Pebble Beach was my favorite time. I can tell a dad story here. Um, I went, and uh, I, I had won the round off a bet from the Masters. A friend of mine bet me. And, I mean, that's a pretty pricey bet, but this is one of the biggest bets I ever made. We bet. I took Tiger Woods, and my friend hated Tiger Woods. I said, Tiger Woods... And, and he took David Duvall. Needless to say, David Duvall didn't even make the cut. Arnie State's breaking color barriers. That's what I do. Um, David Duvall didn't make the cut. So uh, on Friday, we went out to dinner. And I was fucking, I was crowing. I was laughing my ass off, right? Because I just won a, a $500 bet. $500 and the stay at the hotel. Uh, he got married down in uh, Monterey, not Pebble. We we did play Pebble the day after his wedding, though. Another time with Dad. Or no, this this is that trip. Actually, this is that trip. It's funny, yeah. Okay, so uh, so I remember being at dinner that night, Friday of the Masters. I looked at my friend. I said, "Look here," because I didn't feel right, you know, winning this bet. That's a, that's a big bet between friends. I said to him, I said, okay, I'll offer you something. He goes, what? And this guy loved my dad, too. I said, I've never played Pebble. My dad's never played Pebble. He goes, what are you, what are you saying? I said, double or nothing. I'll give you the entire field. I'll take Tiger. And he looks at me. He goes, you're stupid. I said, okay. We shook right then and there. That year's champion, 
was one Mr. Eldrick Tiger Woods. So I got to take my dad and play free golf at Pebble Beach. And uh, I, I had this awful caddy. Dad took a cart because he didn't realize how much walking he'd do because it was cart path only. I kicked the living shit out of my dad that day at Pebble. I think dad shot like 97. I shot 83. Oh, it was a glorious day. That was the one thing that I, 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 I tell you this. Um, I got paid really, really well to do radio, and I wasted all that money. A lot of people say I wasted that money. I didn't waste a cent. My favorite thing to do with that money was to take my dad on golf trips. I got to take my dad one year for Thanksgiving to Bay Hill, Arnold Palmer's home golf course. Bay Hill is no joke. That is a tough golf course. And we played there, and my dad loved every second of it. Every single second. The only thing that sucked was that was the first year that Mr. Palmer, the person I was named after, um, did not spend Thanksgiving in Florida. I was bummed because that first trip to Pebble, Arnold Palmer was playing later that afternoon at Pebble. That was a buzz around the thing. I mean, there are people standing around. If you ever go down to Pebble Beach and you want to fuck with people, this is the best thing to do. Well, this is fun. The pro shop, which means where all the gifts and shit are, the pro shop is right out in front of the, the first tee is right in front of it. And they have buses of Asian people that always come to Pebble Beach. And you hear the cameras. It is the only place in the world that you will feel like a professional golfer because you have a gallery standing around you. You have the hotel on your right of the tee box. And people come out of their room to watch people tee off. It's fucking nerve-wracking. And then to put on top of it, that one of the greatest golfers of all time, Arnold Palmer, is there that day. He wasn't on property yet. The throngs of people that were in the crow's nest eating breakfast, talking shit to us while we're teeing off. Boy, I, I fucking pounded driver over the right side, ended up in a little bit of rough, made par on the first hole. I was like, yeah, daddy, that's how you do it. Um, I hope you were okay with Wang being Jewish. What does cart path only mean? Uh, it means you can only, the, the golf carts, they have a paved area. And it, at Pebble, they actually have curbs to where you can't drive over it. You can't drive on the grass at Pebble Beach. When you get a golf course and they say cart path only, you're like, fuck. Because if you hit th your ball way to the right and the cart path is on the left, you got to walk your ass all the way over there. And it sucks. Um, so I got to take dad to, to play there for Thanksgiving. My favorite trip with my dad, easily. We, we, we went up to, <laughs> oh, I snorted because this story, my two favorites, we went up to Idaho. We went up to, uh, Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene has this wonderful hole. That's an Island hole. You have to take a little boat out there. You, it's a par three, it's 139 yards. Or it was that day. And I, I had a case of the Hazel Rockets. The only trip my dad ever beat me on was, was Coeur d'Alene. Boy, and he talks so much shit. But the best part of that whole story is this. 
is they gave us a four caddy. And the four caddy rode on the carts with us at Coeur d'Alene. It's a beautiful golf course. Coeur d'Alene, amazing facility. By the way, their season ends usually on July 5th, which means their rates go way down. And it's it's spectacular. It, it, it it's amazing. The the customer service is amazing. The the food's amazing, and you can get all this included. So we're playing right. And we got a four caddy with us, and the four caddy is a woman. No big deal. She knows the golf course. I don't have a problem with it. I will never forget this moment. I took a picture. I don't have the picture anymore. I wish I did. It's it it is my favorite picture I ever took of my dad. I'm sitting there, right, and, and I just got done playing this hole, and I'm walking back to the cart. And my dad, who's got some kind of Panama Jack kind of straw hat on, he's got these long shorts on that go over his knee. His socks are pulled up to where the only he's only got like four inches of skin showing from his shorts, right? He's already spilled shit on his shirt. But, but my dad is bracing himself against a tree which is right next to the hole, which is right next to the carts, which, by the way, the female caddy is standing right there looking back at our direction, and my dad whips it out and starts peeing while he has his hand on the tree holding himself up. I remember when he came back to the cart, I go, what the fuck were you just thinking? Oh, God damn it! I had to pee. And he is holding himself, and I look at the caddy, I go, ma'am, I'm so sorry. She's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm used to that. I've seen that all the time. My dad's like, oh, God damn it. Just, whatever. She's a woman. She's seen a cock. <laughs> By far my favorite. One of my, that is, that is probably my all, all-time favorite dad golf story. But I didn't take him uh, one, our, uh, one of our last big trips. Damn, your dad went chola with those socks and shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he. Um, it was so funny. So I got to take him um, to uh, North Carolina, and we got to play Pinehurst. Pinehurst is a very, very uh, old, one of the oldest golf courses in America. They have the U.S. Open there. Now it's not like it used to be. They used to have what we would call helmet greens, where all the greens were, were fucking bowls, upside-down bowls, and it was hard as shit to put on. And Dad and I never Dad, – Dad would play from the, the white tees because I'd give him that advantage. I'd play from the blues. I was never a fan of playing the tips. I, 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 the, you assholes that, hey, i got to play the whole course. Fuck you. God bless your dad for that. something I would do without a problem. So um, we get to play, and, and it was really cool. And I paid, I, I paid the, the lot for this one. I, I didn't pay a lot because golf on the East Coast, lot, it used to be a lot cheaper than the West Coast. But we got to stay at Pinehurst Hotel. We got to play Pinehurst number two, number four, and number eight. Number four held the U.S. Women's Open. Number two used to hold the U.S. Open all the time. So it's a tough golf course. And I know I, I shot 80 there. I, I missed an eagle putt to shoot 79 on number 17. I was pissed. Kicked the shit out of my dad that day. But my dad loved the whole experience. And, and this, the, like, this trip was a great trip because we flew to North Carolina. It's 2009. Or, no, no, 2006. 2000, yeah, 2006. And we flew out there. 
we drove and and we played a, another course called the Pit, and then we played Pine uh, Valley Pines or something like that. Pine Pine not Pine Valley. That's in New Jersey. We played this other course there, which, which was hosting that year's U.S. Women's Open as well. Great golf, great, and we're on that course. But the thing about Pinehurst that was so cool, my dad loved this. Because <laughs> my dad was old school, and he was fucking racist. I, I'm not going to lie. My dad, my dad had some racism in him. I still love him. But uh, he got the biggest kick in the world out of the fact that, that dinner and breakfast were included in our stay and play. And all the dinner servers were African-American, and they wore tuxedos. And my dad thought that was the coolest thing in the world. He goes, oh, we're getting them to wait on us, huh? We're going to get some good service tonight. I'll never, ever forget that. But there was one thing that happened, and they've changed the rules of golf. Um, we're playing at this Pine, ne- Pine Needles. That's what the name of it was, Pine Needles. And it's par three, and my dad hits his tee shot and ends up on the very front of the green. Pins all the way in the back. My dad has a 110-foot-long putt. Okay, chances of making this are absolutely zero. Now, usually the etiquette of golf is the person furthest from the pin goes first. That is if you're all on the green. Well, my buddy and I, because there were three of us that went. Well, there were four of us that went. One guy was on the green, so he marked his ball and moved on. I was just to the right of the green, so I had to chip up. My other buddy was way off in the woods. We, we said, fuck him. He'll find himself. So before I even get to chip up, my dad is on the very, very front of the green, 110-foot putt. My dad doesn't wait for me to chip. My dad just goes up there. He pulls his putter out. Flag still in. Now, at this point in golf rules, if you're on the green and you putt and you hit it in and the flag's in, that's a two-stroke penalty. My dad put that fucking putter back and hit that ball and hit it perfect. It's the longest putt I've ever seen made ever in my life. (laughs) And this is where my dad's sense of humor shows in me. My dad was so happy. He was like, oh, my God, holy shit, I've never made a putt that long. Oh, my God, that, did anybody get a picture of that? I'm sitting off on the side of the green still waiting to chip because he's yelling, he's fucking walking across the green, walking in front of me. Every bit of bad etiquette you can do, my dad is doing. Now, and there is no way in hell, no way in hell I am not going to play this on him. So I chip up, two putt, make my bogey, walk off. Dad has a birdie. Dad is so excited. We get to the cart. He's fucking, he's 10 feet tall. And I make sure that he can see me writing the score down in the card. And I wrote three down. And I told the two guys that I was going to do this, and they were fucking in the cart in front of us laughing, right? I wrote a three down. And my dad goes, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he did tap. He did tap. He, he tapped it. Hey. That was a two. I said, Dad, you didn't take the fucking flag out. That's a two-stroke penalty. That's a par. Nice par. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you guys in the car in front of us were dying laughing. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Oh, God damn it. You know I, I made that goddamn putt. 
Jesus Christ, you're going to give me a par for that, really? <laughs> oh, my God. That, 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 that truly was one of my favorite memories of my dad. Oh, I'm so lucky to have all these great memories. Oh, I was high as a kite that day, too, by the way. I had taken lots of pills that day. But, uh, yeah, those are, those are trips that I'll remember forever. And it was just him and I. Fuck Patty and Selma. They were so jealous of that. So jealous of that. Over here, you can work on your putting on every corner, just about a miniature course everywhere. Some places have uh, more miniature golf establishments than restaurants or bars. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the East Coast is loaded with great golf courses. Try to think. Uh, any, uh, any place else played? I mean, I, I, he, playing golf with my dad was, was one of the highlights of my entire life. And I, and I, I look back, and I, I kicked myself as a kid because I didn't want it to fuck up my baseball swing. And, and I think about all the great times that we had, all the fucking things he did. That first trip to Pebble was one of the, the greatest because we stayed in this, this awesome uh, bungalow, if you will, that was right on the side of number 18. Had a hot tub in there. Boy, he loved the hot tub. He loved it. He was in there, and it was like 20 degrees outside. He's in there. I don't give a goddamn. But we stayed there. We, we, he loved it. Man, taking him on golf trips was so much fun. Because I never knew what to expect from him. I, I, I never checked his luggage to see what he was wearing because my dad wore some crazy shit on the golf course. That's where I get it from. I get my... my but, but see, I, I wear crazy shit that matches. Not dad. He just wore fucking terrible shit. Jerry yelled black coffee. Fuck, Jerry would have black coffee all over himself before we even started the round. All right, last story here. Um, I'm going to say I'll save those. Uh, that, one's, that one's too good to, to throw away here. Well, actually, no. I, I'll, I'll save that one for tomorrow. All right, there's a story. Uh, we, we, we have to make another trip real quick. My dick started to itch. Rocky Top, you'll always be misery to me. Fuck you, Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. Yeah. Zach just texted me, you played TPC Sawgrass with him, right? He didn't go on the Sawgrass trip. Uh, that was a buddy of mine. It was a Memorial Day. Dad was in, I think Dad was in Missouri at the time. Um, uh, we flew in. We played Doral on Friday, on Saturday, because I had three-day weekend. Uh, played Doral Saturday, drove up, played Sawgrass Sunday, and then Monday we played Bay Hill. That's what led me to take Dad to Bay Hill. But uh, T.P. Sawgrass, uh, next to Spyglass and, and Sawgrass are the two hardest golf courses I've ever played. I hate, t I hate Spyglass. hate it. I think it's the worst track on the peninsula. 
But Sawgrass was fun. I lipped out a birdie on 17. I got a story about that. that one quick story, and then I'll, I'll do this one. So my friend and I are playing TPC Sawgrass. It's got an island green, really spectacular. Not when they're not fans there. It's kind of boring. But we played from the back tees there where the pros play. It was 139 yards. I hit nine iron. And I, I hit a spectacular nine iron. I hit it two feet next to the pin, and I spun it. And that's before they rebuilt the green and it spun all the way down to the front. Had a 35-foot putt for birdie, and it lipped out. I was pissed. And I was pissed all day because the group in front of us was playing really slow. And to me, there is no bigger crime in the world than slow golf. You don't need to run, but let's keep a little pace going. Let's, let's get a rhythm going here. They don't need to be slow fucking golf. I don't need to be waiting on every fucking tee box. Sure enough, we get to 18. Now watch this group hit fucking 14 shots from the damn tee box because they were all hooking them left into the water. They finally got enough shots out there to where they could play. And lo and behold, they left their camera sitting right on the tee box. Holy shit! One part of me wanted to take the camera, which they had been holding us up all day by taking pictures, and take that camera and throw it into the lake. But I thought, you know what? The golf gods will not smile upon me for that. So instead, I have lied to you, ass family. I have taken five dick pics in my entire life. I did not send them out, though, on a camera phone anywhere. No, no, their camera that they left on the tee box was firmly inserted into my shorts, and I started clicking away. We get done with the hole. I mean, like, they hit their second shots. We're teeing off immediately. They're on the green. We're waiting for them. They fucking hit. We hit our shots. I made par. My partner made par. And we were just a twosome. They should have let us play through, but they didn't because they were assholes. And as they're up there smoking their cigars, acting like big wigs and, you know, going over their scorecard, I shot 120 today. They're getting their clubs cleaned. Kids started cleaning my club. I said, just take them to the car. My buddy said, take them to the car. Because I had the camera. I said, hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. You, you, you left your camera back on the tee box. Oh, thank God. Thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Handed it to him, got in the car, left. <laughs> the end of their camera had nothing but dick pics on there. Oh, I felt good about that. All right, this story out of Nashville. My dad was a big fan of golf, too. Every Father's Day and birthday, I got him 18 round. His favorite course. But like a true father of three girls, he would take one of my brothers to play, and I like golf. I suck, though. Well, there you go. Um, I hope those people took that camera straight to a church potluck to show their vacation photos. Um, Patrol Officer Megan Hall. Now, remember, this is in Nashville who is married, was fired from the Nashville Police Department 
for engaging in a sexual relationship. Wait, wait, hold on a second here. Let, let, let's get the right music, shall we? Yeah. Officer Megan with multiple move in on the Laverne Police Force. Hall allegedly performed oral sex and sent explicit photos to fellow officers. She's also accused of taking off her top while intoxicated at a family party. Eight cops have faced action so far, with five fired and three suspended. A 20-page report revealed the investigation's findings. She ain't really that attractive either. God damn. Oh, oh I'm, I'm picking up what she's putting down. A couple of the officers are brothers. Yeah, it looks like she likes her some dark meat there. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> At one party, Hall and another officer's wife started kissing, and Hall's husband came in the room and seemed upset. Hall appeared to keep her sexual relations a secret from her husband and asked the other officers to borrow money to book hotels. Man, oh, man. Nash Vegas, baby. What happens in Nashville... We'll give you fucking the clap. All right, that does it for the show today. Free blowjobs on the police department. Cue the sound clip of running down the stairs and car peeling out. Uh, that does it for us today. We will be back tomorrow. Same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Uh, tomorrow we got Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy on the show. That's right. We got to pick the uh, the NFL playoffs. See if Joe can catch up with me at all. Uh, anyway, remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, adios, everybody. I've always said I do too easy. And now I'm paying the price. A weakness for beautiful women Is my most expensive vice I still believe in matrimony But I can't afford another try Child support and alimony Is just about to bleed me dry I got exes all across the country and I owe everybody in town I got bill collectors calling me up And lawyers trying to track me down I'm just one wrong move from the poorhouse But I don't belong in there I got so many exes and oh so much I ought to be on Hollywood Squares Yeah, I ought to be on Hollywood Squares back over my love life I only have myself to blame I guess I should have checked the price tag before I gave them my last name now my credit ratings in the gutter and the bottom line sure looks bad I'll be paying the rest of my life for the few good times I've had 
got exes all across the country And I owe everybody in town I got bill collectors are calling me up And lawyers trying to track me down I'm just one wrong move from the poorhouse But I don't belong in there I got so many exes and oh so much I ought to be on Hollywood squares Here they ought to put me on Hollywood squares is outside waiting to arrest him.